you feel about being on the podcast for the first time? <laughs> I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> My voice is cracking. I'm better. Okay, good. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to Tea for Gen Z. I'm your host, Cass, and today I'm here with one of the TUSB legends, Aaron Kozad. Say hi, Aaron. Hi. <laughs> we are here to talk about um, how to slow down and be okay with where you're at in life because, guys, life is not a race because the finish line is literally six feet under. So let's slow down, let's smell the roses, and we're going to talk about how we can relate to that and some advice for those who are struggling with it so we are reporting live from my closet just because <laughs> the sound is so much better when you're around soft materials so. it's a small closet it's yes. not big <laughs> i am smushed up against i don't even know what so i have cassie's robe in my face <laughs> so we are here to talk about how to slow down but honestly let's just get to know Aaron a little bit more just because you guys want to hear um, who is talking and, you know, connect with them more. So, Erin, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi. <clears throat> My name's Erin. <laughs> um, I'm friends with Cassidy from college. Cassidy's one of my best friends. Maybe I'm just a friend of Cassidy. I think that we're good <laughs> friends. Um, you are one of my best friends. We go <laughs> I'm from Minnesota, but I went to Taylor, and now I live in Indianapolis in Broad Ripple. Um, and I work at Kiwanis International, which is a nonprofit. So, you know, Key Club, that's us. Um, and I'm in OR Fellowship, that's why I'm in Indy. And it's basically like a another version of college after you graduate college, pretty much. Yeah, and I, I don't know, what else? You're obsessed with Jimmy John's. Oh, right I'm going through a Jimmy John's phase. That's my big thing lately. <laughs> and I love reality TV. Especially, yeah. like, Survivor. <laughs> yeah, or Love Island. Oh, Love Island is good. <sighs> okay, before we start the actual topic, I always like to talk about our, our weeks. Um, and my week has been, it was, like, flew by. Like, I did a lot, but, like, it flew by. And I'm kind of glad because my work is, I struggle a little bit with it just because of how demanding it is. But, yeah, it was a pretty quick week. Um... Nothing really happened. I'm trying to think what else happened. I don't really think anything did. Erin, how was your week? My, my week was good. good. <laughs> I just, like, stumbled over my words. Um, it was good. It was kind of the same. Nothing really happened. I went to a, a party last night. A small party. COVID-friendly. Um, COVID and I dressed up as James Madison, so that was the highlight. Of, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> yes. Yes. I haven't gone to... I carved pumpkins yesterday. That's about the most Halloween thing I've done. In the whole month of October. Mm -hmm. I'm not a huge fan of Halloween. Not gonna lie. I like dressing mm -hmm. up maybe one time and then be like, alright, I'm done. Yeah, it's a lot of work for, like, a little time. Yeah. Also, like, Halloween freaks me out a lot. All I'm saying is that I literally was dressed up like a founding father and took an Uber. And it's, like, a week from Halloween. Like, Halloween's I know. not even here yet. I know. <laughs> I know. Okay, so this episode we're talking about slowing down and enjoying where you're at because I think that especially uh, when you hit your 20s, you're expected to find a job, get married, have kids, buy a house, all this stuff. And it's never really pointed out that everybody has their own journey and own life path and not everything needs to be on a schedule. So d 25, you have to be married. 27 you have to have kids like by 30 you have to have a like full-blown family and like that 
is not realistic for some people and that's okay and I think that a lot of people stress about it especially after college or high school and you're just like uh well now I'm literally on a ticking time bomb like it's gonna go off if I don't do something right Mm -hmm. so um social media kind of puts a pressure on that a lot especially with the 20-somethings, with, like, the influencers at age 18, you know, getting a Range Rover, Tesla. Um, <laughs> like, these people are setting, and it's not like it's their fault, but they're, like, posting about it, and, of course, our innate reaction is to compare our lives to them. But some people have access to different resources. Other people have different plans. Um, so I think that social media, again, is a great tool for those who want to communicate with others and post about their life but it comes with inevitable consequences and I think that slowing down is something that only you can initiate because no one else is going to be like okay well I'm going to stop posting my life just so Mm -hmm. you can figure out your ish so um slowing down is definitely something that I've had to learn um especially with getting a job now and I'm like okay now that I have the job what's next no sit there meditate on it like you're fine where you're at right Erin exactly I think it's hard too because we're at the stage where like some people are still like living up their college days some people are married and have kids and then there's like us that are you know just here so it's like and on like social media it's easy to like compare yourself and be like should I be like doing what they're doing even like because the wide like there's such a wide range of like people our age that are doing completely different things so I think that's like a struggle and it's also I have to like stop myself because I go on social media when I'm bored and just scroll through and I don't think middle school Erin like you know 2013 Erin really compared herself to other people on social media and I don't do that as much now like get jealous of like what people are doing but it's still like a part of you compares yourself all the time to them or like wondering like if you should be like traveling more or like I don't know taking cool pictures or you know like all that kind of stuff yeah and that's where like FOMO kind of comes in and I know a lot of my friends have like serious FOMO to the point where like you don't joke about it you're like I actually have FOMO (laughs) this is like a (laughs) mental illness yes (laughs) I literally can't sleep at night because I think I need to be doing something like if you don't have a nine-to-five job and you're delivering pizza, that's okay. I literally did that right after college for three months. Hey, I worked at the movie theater. Yeah. I literally cleaned the movie theater seats after, like, Frozen 2. <laughs> yes, like, you don't need to be traveling all the time. You don't need to be, like, YOLO because I, this is my only life and I'm never going to get the time back. Like, time goes a lot slower than you think. It may not feel like that, but it does. Like, I honestly was thinking the other day, like, if I get married by 25, will I actually, like, have kids by 26, 27, but I actually have to start dating someone around 23 because I want to date for a couple years. And damn COVID and, like, <laughs> has really pushed the timeline back. <laughs> and dating apps suck. So, um, but then I'm like, I don't care. I could be married by 35. I don't care. So, yeah. Remember when we were in, like... High, like middle school and you were like man I'm gonna be married by the time I'm 20 yeah and then no. like kids when I'm this age oh my um, gosh that was what a time that's not it then you're like I'm sitting in my closet recording a podcast <laughs> at the age of Just 22 <laughs> <laughs> oh man another downfall of social media is also like when people actually do 
um, succeed in whether it be work, school, or something like that, they post about it, and they want the, like, praise from their other friends, so they feel like they have to prove that they're advancing in life just so they can win, like, oh, like, she's actually doing something with her life, or, oh, she, um, isn't lazy, or they, like, almost need to prove on social Mm -hmm. media, so people, like, do things whether they like it or not just so they can have that social standing on social media, which, I've caught myself doing a couple times, not going to lie. I think it's hard because it's, like, I think that you should celebrate, like, like little victories and stuff and, like, be in those. And I think if you have, like, real genuine good friends, like, they'll celebrate those things too. But it's also, like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes, like, is my social media fake? Like, am I doing that? Because I don't post, like, hey, I'm really struggling, you guys. Like, my life sucks right now. Or, like, I am not well. Right. So it's, like, is it... I don't know. It's, like, a weird balance. I don't think I'm posting. I think it's about the intention. Yep. Like, if you're posting this and be like, I want people to pay attention to me, or are you posting, like, listen, you guys, I worked really hard for this, and this is awesome. Right. Yeah. And then you feel guilty about actually having a good life at one point, and then you're like, I swear to you, I'm not fake right now. Like, (laughs) I was in a deep depression in this picture. (laughs) I just just did not tell tell you. (laughs) Another pressure uh, point, I would say pressure point of... (laughs) slowing down um is your parents and your parents have a lot of influence on what you think about where you're at and how you react to it just because if you are living with them after college or high school like that's normal I want to normalize that because that is normal oh yeah I totally would do that if I like lived in the same state right exactly um but a lot of the times they can be not harsh with it but they want to like push you to be the best that you can be but sometimes that's just not what you need. So a lot of parents are like, oh, like, when you're 18, you're out of here. Or you have six months after college to get a job in an apartment. And I don't agree with that, really. Because, one, you can't try to force and just get a job. Because, one, especially after college, like, if you want to find a career path, you got to be really picky about what jobs you apply for, what you're interviewing for. Like, you got to love it. And I'm not saying, like... If you don't love your job now, like, it's not the end of the world, but that's kind of what I did. I kind of rushed into a job just so I can get money to pay off my loans, and I do like it, but it's definitely not something I want to do for my career. Also, normalizing the fact that you don't have to find your career path at the age of 22. Like, a job is not a life sentence, and that's what my mom has always said. Like, your college is not a life sentence. Your job's not a life sentence. You can Mm -hmm. do whatever you please. If you're in a junior year of a college that you don't necessarily like and you don't want to go through another year, transfer. If you're at a job that you don't like at all and you're just doing it for money, quit. Don't don't live your life for materials. Like I've learned that in the past 2 years, like I can't stand when other people just like are so materialistic and what kind of life is that? Like it's going to mm-hmm. disappear. Do you think you're going to take that after you're dead? No. That's why I'm happy I grew up poor because, <laughs> like, not poor all the time. My parents right. did very well. Yeah. But for a little time, we were poor, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I am off-brand everything. Yeah. I go thrift shopping. Oh, I anyway. go thrifting. It's my favorite thing. I don't think one thing I own in here in this closet <laughs> uh, is name brand. And she got a lot of stuff in here. Yeah, I do. Um, I think my parents are, like... I don't think that they've put a lot of pressure on me, like, outwardly post-grad or grad. Is that how you say it? Grad. Post-grad, yeah. Um, but I think that they do, like, 
try to share their wisdom with me, which I really appreciate. Like, they're super awesome parents. Um, but I also, sometimes I'm like, I don't want to hear, like, the truth. Like, I don't want to hear what I need to hear. So I definitely pick and choose, like, when I want to, like, go to them for advice. But they're very, like, you do whatever you want and, like, you know, think for yourself, which I really appreciate, which I think is, like, a good thing. But also... They, like, give me a lot of, like, hard truths sometimes. I'm like, oh, shoot. Yeah. Like, you're right. Or just, like, they think, like, that I should do what they want to do sometimes, yep. which is tough. And I think that they don't try to, like, put pressure on. But I think I put a lot of pressure on myself. Like, I know that they probably want me to do this. So, like, I should do it type of thing. Yeah. I went through a phase of where my dad wanted me to work for the government for the longest time. And was like, you know what? You should apply for ICE. You should apply for the FBI. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? No. <laughs> That was with my dad and, like, um, Sulphur ripped to our last senior (laughs) softball season. But, like, my dad wanted me to go back for a fifth year so bad. And it was, like, I knew that I – not that I didn't want to. I totally would have, like, in another world situation where, like, I didn't have a great job lined up and I didn't, like, literally sign a lease already and that kind of stuff. But he was, like, inwardly, like, almost, like, pressuring me. But I don't know that – I think I will just put a lot of pressure on myself. Is that part of, like, my personality? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a personality trait? (laughs) Everything's a personality trait these days. But, yeah, I definitely think that my parents were, were pretty harsh at first with it. More of, like, okay, well, you need to do this and you need to do this. Have you done this yet? Have you done this yet? And I'm like, slow down. First of all, this was, like, May. My loans weren't due until November. And now they got pushed back further. In December now. So I'm mm. like, okay. Not so a, I came out of a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, COVID. <laughs> but, like, it's okay to just be. To just be. Mm. And that was me. I was like, I deliver pizza three times a week. Like, I'm straight chilling. I just graduated. Literally just graduated. I'll find a job. I was not worried whatsoever. But my parents were so stressed and stressed me out that I became stressed about it. Yeah. And I was freaking out. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to find a job. But guess what? I did. I think mine, too, is, like, not so with the not so much with the job. Because, shout out or fellowship, I got a job in, like, November of senior year. So I was just chilling the whole year. <laughs> but um, I think that they've, like, I don't know. See, I don't think my parents pressure me. It's, it's me. I'm like, I know that like, well, they're fine. not, not going to tell me. Not at all parents pressure. But, like, I know that this is what they want. But I think that they're more of with, like, um, it's pressure of, like, oh, this is, like, who you should be. I don't know <laughs> what I was going to say. But I don't know. Like, this is, like, what you should be spending your money on. And this is, like, what you should be, like, doing with your free time and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. So now prepare yourself for the next subcategory of Taylor University's pressure on post-grad life. Go Trojans. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to my other podcast about the Taylor bubble and all that stuff, you really understand about what Taylor University's quote-unquote pressure is after we graduate is to get married, have kids right away, <laughs> join a church, get involved in the community, but also have a social life and your relationship with God needs to be and like... And do the mission of God's work. Yes. <laughs> be a servant leader. <laughs> um, and, you know, to be honest, post-grad life has been pretty good to me. And I've been, like, coasting on the Christianity thing. Like, not coasting. That's so bad to say. But, like... <laughs> I'm going through the motions, baby. <laughs> I'm being... I'm being average. Surface level yeah. faith. <laughs> but um, I think that 
my relationship with God is actually much stronger than it is was at Taylor just because I didn't feel like I had to do something I want to do it it's more of like I want to do this for my relationship with God rather than if I don't do this I'm going to get looks so yeah I'm not saying that my relationship with God is perfect because there's no such thing as that but I think that um within my struggles that my relationship with God has strengthened because one, I don't worry about the stuff that I used to worry about, like money, my job, my friends. Like I know for a fact that God's hand is in absolutely everything. And even with the election coming up, I'm not worried because God's plan will come through no matter what. So why are we worried, especially as Christians? Why are we worried about all this stuff? Why are we worried about, Oh, I need to get a job or, all this stuff and it's natural to worry but like worry about it then forget about it that's what I would say like worry about a little bit and then Mm. let it go um what do you think are like were the biggest pressures that you felt from Taylor yeah uh getting married and finding a relationship I spent solid two months after graduating on dating apps because I was like dang I need to get through (laughs) this (laughs) I need to get an actual like dating life and I was like no I don't no I don't it took me two months to figure that out too I wonder why I'm not wonder why I think like because people get engaged I think that that's a pressure thing but also I didn't feel that pressure because I'm like not in that same mindset I mean people who get married young like that's awesome you guys go for it I'm not ready for that personally so I've never felt that pressure but I think also it's probably more of like there's so many things that are couple related at Taylor, like pick dates and like, yep. I don't know, that kind of like, it's just everywhere. Yeah. So if you ask the opposite sex to um, a lunch, dinner or coffee date, they assume that you're talking to them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I literally on my first walk, I'm not going to name names because I like still talk to him sometimes. Right. But he um, we were on our awk walk. Yeah. The first like literally like the second day that we moved in at Taylor freshman year and one of the questions was like if you could pick your perfect proposal what would it be and I was like oh my gosh and I looked at the guy that I was walking with I was like I don't think I really I don't know like I haven't really thought about this like you haven't thought about this I was like bro I'm nine I'm 18 oh my gosh (laughs) I am 18 (laughs) I can barely vote um I think though from Taylor like for me and I did a lot better at like taking it at my own pace but I grew up like in a Christian home but like also was not super into like my personal faith I looked at it more I was like okay this is like religion and what my family does and stuff but I was like I don't know just not super into it and so when I came to Taylor I was like wow like so many people even like the small things like worship like I'm from a Lutheran church like we don't raise our hands like you hold your hands are holding the hymnal so you can't (laughs) right (laughs) raise the hymnal (laughs) but like it was like so weird for me and for and I was like wow should I be like I don't know like closing my eyes when I worship like should I be feeling something different than what I do or like people are doing devos every morning I'm like or so they say that they do it every morning or something who knows but I'm like should I be doing those things? And like, I put a lot of pressure on myself then and like compared myself to people. And it took probably like two years at being at Taylor for me to be like, okay, Aaron, like, like take this at your own pace. Like this is your faith. Don't compare your faith to other people's faiths. Like you're fine, you know, like grow at your own pace and like discover the things that like you need to as you go along. Like my story is not their story. 
that was the biggest thing at Taylor for me. Yeah. Also, I think that Taylor puts a lot of pressure on getting a job and also um, evangelizing within that job. Yeah. And I think that that is super difficult to do, especially with different fields that we're in. Um, So, like, Christian ministry managers are like, that's so easy. That is my job. (laughs) But when you have, like, a psychology or a business degree, like, that is not easy. And especially the business world, like, there's a lot of evils. And that – and I – majored in political science like politics is the definition of evil so yeah it's hard and I think that I've learned is that actions speak way louder than words so Mm -hmm. if you want to evangelize within your career or occupation do it with your actions and not necessarily your words because words are mean nothing to me honestly that's another thing I've learned is like words mean nothing but like we'll talk about that at another (laughs) time but um you know, you don't have to just go right into your job and be like, hey, I'm a Christian and I'm going to do this for you and this for you. Like, mm-hmm. Jesus loves you. No, like, you can get to know your coworkers. You can get to know your work environment. Sure, you can start evangelizing. But you know what? God has called us all to different mission mission fields. And that could be in your own household. That could be with your closest friend that's a non-believer. That could be anything. That could be your parents, siblings grandparents whatever so Mm. I think that Taylor kind of just puts it into sections you need to do this then when you're finished with that do this when you're finished with that do this this get involved in the church get involved in the community always serve always do this and like they never really kind of focus on self self self-help and self-care I don't think I honestly I I loved Taylor and I think like I think within, like, my, like, the PR department and, like, the business department, we talked a lot about, like, like, what you were saying. I mean, our fields aren't, like, going out and, like, being the hands and feet of Jesus, like, outwardly to everybody. And, like, they talked a lot about, like, what you said, like, okay, yeah, you're not, like, you're not going to outwardly be, like, wow, I'm so advanced. Like, this work is, like, so, like, Uh mission-driven and everything like that. And so, like... Um, they talked a lot about like doing it like interpersonally and like whatever but also I was talking to a friend about this literally the other day because we were talking about how like we want to have a lot of meaning to our jobs and everything and like make a difference but we're also entry level and like she does like online advertising stuff and I like build emails and like manage pro like I'm not doing anything that I feel like I don't know. We're like, we're not doing anything that we feel like is making a huge impact. Like, especially in that way, it's like we walk past like homeless people on our way to work. And it's like, I'm like my advertisement that I'm building is not going to like help you today. So like, I don't know, like, but then we also talked about how like we like, so we have this plan that like God's like set out for us. And like, we want to like always look ahead and like move forward and be like, okay, what's the next step instead of sitting in like the season that we're in right now. And like, okay, maybe this job where I'm going to be building emails for two or three years and just like writing a social media post for something or like doing all these small things. Like maybe this is where like I'm supposed to be right now. And like, I need to like sit in that and enjoy it and not be like, okay, well, what can I do that's better than this? It's like, no, like maybe this is where you're supposed to be right now. And like, maybe that this like position is like teaching you a lot right now and like preparing you for the next season. So like finding little bits of like joy and like 
like lessons within like just the season that you're in even if you feel like it's not making a huge impact because that's something that I've struggled with being like entry level right now like I don't do much or Uh like I'll start on something and then kind of get like pushed aside on the project because other people who have worked there and like have more experience or like are better at their jobs than I am um like we'll come in and like have capacity to do something so it's like oh well Aaron you can like build this email and like send it out when we're done with this and I'm like shoot like that sucks that I'm not like doing things to like that are making a big impact but also it's like okay like this is the time for me to learn and like this is like this is the time that's going to prepare me when I am like better Uh and know a lot more and like that kind of stuff so that's like what I've been learning lately I feel like with sitting with like where we're at right and um for all our Christian listeners out there you know seasons of life are definitely um (laughs) a big a big um which theme um in just the way we talk about what we're struggling with, what we think that God is telling us. And I think this is a good time to transition into seasons of life. And I think that Taylor does a good job of saying that there are going to be rough seasons of life, whether it's depression, whether it's you think that there's nothing going on. So like a season of nothingness or even a season of um, grief or sadness but then you know that there's joy coming. So I think that Taylor really prepared mm-hmm. me for that because I've had a lot of seasons of where I thought that I wasn't going anywhere in life, that everything was stagnant, and it was just, it was really hard to get over that. And um, I my next season of life was definitely joy and, and a lot of happiness. But I don't know, like, whether you're in a season of depression uh, something sad, you're grieving a loved one or, uh, grieving a loss of something, you know, um, we need to have hope in that as well. So don't try to rush out of these seasons because if you don't Mm -hmm. give yourself time to actually grieve, actually reflect on why you're having the season of life or why certain things are happening, um, you're not going to have a very good, I don't know, next season. Like, (laughs) I think that those are like where you grow most too. It's almost like, like, I look back at, like, hard times I've had before, like, breakups or something like that, and you look back and you're like, wow, like, look how much I learned while I was sitting in that, like, part of life and, like, how, like, I'm different now because I went through that thing. Or even if it's, like, a super happy time in my life, I'm like, wow, like, look at, like, what I learned from that or, like, look at all that kind of stuff. And it's, like, you know that it's gonna, you're gonna reflect on it one day and be like, okay, this season was, like, helpful for me. Like, you're not gonna be throwing anything in your life that's not like making you better but I think it's also like a choice to like look at it that way yeah. like we're sevens yeah we're the same. Sevens. that's why we're such good friends <laughs> but like I think that that's one thing that like is not to flex on myself because I'm like not that great of a person anyways <laughs> Shut up. but I think that's like my biggest like why am I blinking like the best one of my best personality traits is that I'm, like, a natural optimist. I'm, like, a very, like, almost to the point where I'm, like, super naive sometimes, I think. But I'm, like, yeah, it's gonna all be okay. Like, I think it's easy for me, just because of the way I am, to, like, find, like, okay, like, this really sucks right now. Like, wow, I'm really so stressed out because of my job, and I'm feeling, like, worthless in it. But, like, look at this little thing, you know what I mean? Like, finding, like, the little, like, victories. But I think that that's so important. Like, I don't know. I think people I know we have like a lot of friends that I feel like just try to rush out and I've done it too before like obviously but where it's like right now like this is such like a weird like state 
for a lot of people, especially like us being post-grad and like just transitioning to things like there's people that thought that they knew what they wanted to do and now they're not doing it or like this or that. And I feel like people try to rush out of that so fast and it's like, wow, I'm in something that like I, I don't like right now or like I'm not where I thought that I would be in like, okay, what's next? But it's like, okay, find like the joys and what you're doing right now and then like move forward with it. Like, yeah, I, I also know. think like, that don't time, keep looking ahead. Yeah, the time slows down when you do that a little bit. Because yeah. when you're always rushing and rushing, you're like, oh, what's next? What's next? Time is going to literally flee away from you. It's yeah. going, it, it will be like, where did time go? When in fact, you just need to stop. Be like, okay, what am I doing now that's making an impact? Or like, what am I doing now? And if it's nothing, like, okay, you need to give yourself time to grow. And if you don't, if you don't water your flower, don't let you, <laughs> you have to grow. The water flowers yourself. need rain before yes. they can shine. <laughs> <laughs> Without rain, you can't grow. So, um, yeah, just give yourself time to grow because those growing stages may suck, but you're going to thank yourself in the, in the long run. I have a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and all you listeners out there. <laughs> no, no one's listening to this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, people will. Um, how do you find times to, like, rest? Like, do you have, like, a, something that, like, makes you sit down and rest and, like, reflect on seasons? I'm such... I could write a book about seasons. Right. That's like, Cassidy. <laughs> like, it's just the season. Right. But... Um, yeah, I definitely do. Um, me being an extrovert, I find myself wanting to plan for something every single day. And I think that God has really slapped me in the face when it comes to that. Be like, hey, sit down. Like, be quiet and just rest. Um, so... I'm gonna, I'll tell this story because, you know, some people, most people know about it already. Last weekend, I went to the small gathering or whatever with my friends, and I was really tired. So, I went to the small gathering first around 8 o'clock. Oh, then I, I had a story. Da- <laughs> I had a dance class um, in between, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go home. It's 10 o'clock. Go home. It's Friday night. Nothing's going on. So then I text my friend, I'm like, hey, are you still there? She's like, yeah, come over. Like, it's just a small thing. Like, we're probably going to go to Broad Ripple. And I was like, okay. So I head over there, and I'm like, okay, I'll stay for an hour. Whatever. I ended up staying for three more hours, and I was exhausted to the point where, like, I couldn't keep my eyes open. I felt like I was out-of-body experience. And then I was like, okay, I only live 25 minutes away. I'm fine. Only. (laughs) Only 25 minutes. So I get home, and... No, I don't get home. I get to my friend's house, and then I, st- I start driving home, and I am literally down the road from my house on 146, and I end up falling asleep at the wheel, and I hit into a median, not like those, like, cement medians, but, like, the ones with, like, the grass. I, like, yelled at you when you told me this story. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I was, like, on top of it with the, on the grass part, and then I, like, I drove off of it, and I was wide awake the rest of the time going home. But I ended up getting whiplash, and um, I ended up staying in bed the rest of the day the next day. And I was like, it's, this is either God telling me, Cass, you're doing way too much, and there's going to be a, a consequences if you, if you keep doing that. You need to rest so you don't actually harm yourself. Um, and I think that's just, that's just it. That's what he was telling me. And I ended up taking a, a break. I didn't see anyone for like 48 hours. And that was really good for me. I did a lot of resting physically and emotionally and spiritually. But um, I think that I haven't been very good at it lately, trying Mm -hmm. to rest. Um, So I've made it a rule that 
I can only make plans three times a week. Um, I need two days, like during the week though. Weekends mm-hmm. don't count. Um, <laughs> weekends is all people. Weekends you know. are all people. Weekends is all go no rest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I give myself three days a week to see people, and then the other two I either focus on like chores because I love chores cleaning is my therapy like (laughs) (laughs) um and I like dig into my bible you know I do some spiritual reflecting give some time uh for me to actually see where I'm at in life and I think that it'll be helpful I think that Mm -hmm. I might need some people to hold me accountable but um if I make plans with you and you ask me if I already made plans like three days ago like you say no please say no because sometimes I just can't help myself but yeah yeah, I just think that I just need to slow slow the F down. How about you? What, what are some ways that you have almost, like, taken a rest? Um, I have also not been good at it lately. I think, well, I'm getting better at it. But I think, like, moving the first, like, like, moving to a new city. And it was a lot of, like, you guys, like, our college friends were here. And obviously with quarantine, like, I was in Minnesota, so I didn't see them. And I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah, let's do stuff. And then at the same time, like... I have a lot of friends through, like, the fellowship that I'm in, and the first month was just, like, getting to, like, meet everybody and, like, make those new friends. It literally felt like freshman year again where you're, like, wow, I don't want to miss out on this thing because, like, they're, like, all forming their friendships still and, like, whatever. So it was a lot of, like, I was, like, socially super stressed out, and so I, like, didn't get very much rest, but um, I... I'm a big journaler, so I used to, like, journal a lot. I haven't journaled as much as, like, I should, but I found in reading it makes me slow down. Like, every morning before work, I, like, read because I'm, like, okay, this is, like, you know, slowing me down a little bit. Cass is, like, stretching out her legs because we can't move <laughs> in this closet. I also um, don't want to hear, like, the... <laughs> um, but I've also learned that, like, talking to people has been good for me. Like, I, like, call my mom, like, literally every single day. She Sometimes she doesn't even talk to me because she's, like, yeah, okay, you just got 20 <laughs> minutes ago. She's, like, got anything else important to say? No. <laughs> but... I don't know. I feel like talking to people, like, is good sometimes just to, like, chill out. Um, but I've also started running, which is, like, really messed up. Like, that's why we chose softball as a sport because, like, right. you don't have to run far. Right. But um, I found that, like, running after work really helps. And I also, like, I'll, like, listen to podcasts or, like, music while I do it. That just, like, calms me after work. So that's been good. Yeah. But that's very important. Yes. Along with self-care, we can kind of branch off into individualism and um, how – Being a little selfish is probably a necessity in growth and in trying to slow down just because if you're with people all the time, you're comparing yourself, either if it's it's on purpose or on accident. Like, sometimes I just subconsciously compare myself to my friends. And alone time is definitely crucial, so... Compare yourself to me and you're like, wow, I'm so happy I'm not her. (laughs) (laughs) My life is so much better than hers. (laughs) Um, But I think that... Getting to know yourself, like you said before, getting to know yourself better um, and, you know, spending that alone time, I think, is just definitely crucial. And I've definitely learned that within mm-hmm. the past four years because <laughs> I can tell you this. I went on a missions trip to Europe um, my sophomore year, and this is when I was, like, super, super extroverted. Like, I'm extroverted now. Like, I was even more when I was a freshman and sophomore. But we can went... Can you believe? Can you believe it? Um, But we went to Europe, and by week two, I wanted to strangle everybody on my team. I could, <laughs> I could not stand them. I literally had to go into the bathroom and cry because 
I could not stand. Thank you. <laughs> I could not stand just their presence anymore. Like, I was with them every hour of the day. Even when I was sleeping, I had a roommate. There was no alone time whatsoever. Whatsoever. I wanted to scream and be like, get me out of this country. Like, I felt so trapped. But um, I also didn't know myself. I also didn't know who I was. But, like, who does in college? No one. So, basically, like, you could be a little selfish. But, like, not to the point where you're selfish all the time because that ain't it but definitely take time for yourself you can say no and people won't well some people will get offended but that doesn't matter (laughs) like know what's best for you and sometimes it offends other people but you just gotta do it because you know it's best for you I think it's like so important I mean I'm a little bit too like um independent I think for my own good sometimes but like I think that you need to be independent. And that's why I don't really understand people that, like... And likewise, they probably don't understand me. Like, I mean, it's not, like, right or wrong or anything. But I'm like, I don't know how people, like, always feel like they need to be with other people. Always feel like they need to be in relationships. Always feel like they need to be, like, doing something else. Because I'm like, you need to take time to be by yourself. In my opinion. Which, again, is not right or wrong. But I'm like... You need to take time to be by yourself and figure out who you are or what you want or, like, just... I think more so than, like, figuring out who you are is just being, like, grounded in who you are because it's, like, like you said, like, you, like you're never going to be, like, the perfect version of yourself right. or, like, totally know who you are and what you want. But, like, if you can be grounded and, like, confident in who you are and, like, be okay with, like, being by yourself, then, like, whatever life throws at you, like, you'll be, like, you know that you'll be okay, which is, like, easier said than done. But I think that, like... It's super important, too. I found, like, especially senior year, I feel like, was... I mean, college is important, but also, like, you're still, like, with your parents in college to some degree. Like, when you come home and, like, they're still helping you out with things. And then you have, like, all your friends that you're living by. But I think, like, senior year, getting ready for, like, the future. And then, like, after you graduate and, like, you will probably be living by yourself. Or, like, you're living with roommates, but you're basically, like, on your own, like, doing your own thing. It's, like... I think that you change so much as a person or like I felt like I've changed so much or people that I don't know like just in like me with like relationships with other people or just like myself and what like I thought that I wanted or who I thought like I was in certain aspects like are different than they were like five months ago so I think like you need to spend time by yourself you need to spend time like being okay with like being alone kind of yeah but not like separating yourself like you still have to like be extroverted and like push yourself to go meet people and like try different things but but I'm also again so in like so independent that I like don't understand the other way right I don't know yeah um I also think part of like being in the moment and being present and like being where your feet are is like not only being like in your life where you're at and like slowing down with that but I think that it also means like being present with like other people in your life like your friends and your family and like being where they're at too yeah I think it's like more than just like yourself it's like okay like yeah yeah also not trying to kind of like also going into comparing don't compare where you're at but also love your friends where they're at as well Mm -hmm. so say they're not trying to get the conventional job and they're wanting to pursue their ultimate dream of being an actress or a singer or something like that like that is their own journey and you can't just go and be like that's not realistic thanks bye like you can voice your opinion sure but then love them where they're at and love them like with what their passions Mm -hmm. are too I found that like 
that some of my friends don't do that. And it's really just discouraging because especially as Christians, like you need to love others where they're at, period. That doesn't matter if they're, if they're struggling with something, you better love them harder. But if they're struggling with addiction or struggling with, um, substance abuse, like you need to love them where they're at. And, and I'm sure that like your love, if you, you know, do it right, not saying you're doing it right, but like (laughs) if you are actually genuine with it, it could help them in the long run. It could help them get out of what they're struggling with. It could help them see the bright side and actually dig themselves out of the hole they dug. And, you know, love does a lot of things that you just don't really know unless you do it. So I've also found that out too. I think for me, it's like kind of a hard balance. Sometimes it seems hard and hopefully I do like a decent job. Cassie's like, nah, you suck at this. (laughs) But like, um, it's like, there's, like this is a season where like I think you should be kind of selfish in some ways of like doing what you want to do and like you know like figuring out how you want like your life to look like and where you want to spend your time and like also take time for yourself and everything but I think it's also like you need to like also give yourself and your time and your attention to like other people too because everybody at least like where we're at right now like everybody's going through transitions and it's like you got to be there for like your friends and you got to like be someone that they can like go to and everything but it's kind of like a fine line like okay I feel like if I don't go and like hang out with this person or something like or if I'm not constantly checking up on people or I forget or something then it's like is that selfish of me if I'm like doing something else like I don't know it's kind of like a weird balance I feel like between like being independent spending time for yourself like all that stuff but then also trying to like be present with like your friends and like help them like be where their feet are and like be there in that moment with them right yeah I would I would definitely agree with that so just a general recap of what we're talking about is basically like slow down smell the roses you're fine you're fine where you're at you know if it's a season of waiting it's a season seasons of waiting suck (laughs) I'm sorry but they do so if you're in a season of waiting you know wait it out just be hopeful for the next season of life if it's a season of you know advancement and success good for you you know if it's a season of being selfless and like attending to others needs and being a a servant leader um go ahead and do that yeah but you know it doesn't matter what season of life you're in don't compare yourself to what your friends are going through what your family's going through what your celebrity is going through um but you know, comparison, overall comparison kills joy. And, you know, you're setting yourself up for failure and I don't want that for you. So, um, love where you're at, slow down, be patient with yourself. Yes. You have more time than you think. You're only like, what? I'm only 22. I'm thinking that I'm like 35 by tomorrow. Like I don't really, (laughs) I don't understand. And don't look ahead too far. Yeah. You know what? You don't (laughs) know. You have no idea what life's going to throw at you. Like, you don't even know what tomorrow's going to be like. You don't know because anything really could happen, so. But also, don't be like me sometimes. Like, I don't look ahead at all. Like, right. I'm just going to be where I am. Then I'm like, live oh, day shoot. by day. <laughs> I live in the moment. But, <laughs> yeah. live in the moment, girls. Yeah. So, <laughs> we have, um, <laughs> we put on Instagram to ask us questions. And we got two real good questions. And so two other ones were from me, but they weren't yeah. <laughs> But we'll also do those. Um, so we had a question that was, if you could eat any DC meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? And the DC is our dining commons at Taylor. So Aaron, go ahead. Can it be really... Student Center, Dashi, easy. DC, no, okay. DC. Well, Student Center would be Dashi. DC, 
Oh, I would get, um, I would make my own sandwich. I won't go into details, but it's the best sandwich ever. Yeah. Um, I would definitely do the cheese, you know, the cheese bar that they had with, like, mm. all the different cheeses. How big of a fan is that? Ugh, I had the macaroni and cheese with fried cheese all over. Oh, my gosh. Every day. It was so good. But, you know, it was, like, a limited, like, time thing, so. Mm. With a blueberry like, bagel as dessert. Uh, yeah, with dessert, peanut butter. A snack after. <laughs> it's not a dessert. <laughs> They're, um, they also had, like, the, like, pudding. With like the cream on town. It was so good. It was like dirt pudding, almost what they called it. But that was definitely what I would eat all the time is their cheese bar. Um, and then the other one was if you could go back to any moment, what would it be and why? And that's a really big thinker. I'm trying to think. I'm not going to do a serious one. I would just say the first time I ever tasted a lava cake from Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> that is too this good. This not well. Uh, this girl is not well. Um, mine would be probably when I first met Courtney Spouts. Shout out Courtney Spouts. Um, the big sis, um, and little sis, like, thing they do with the candle and all that stuff. Oh, like, yeah, I never, like, oh, no, mine was, like, Hannah Castor, I think. I think, yeah. <laughs> Hannah. <laughs> I hung out anyway. <laughs> but that, like, sparked this, like, whole five-year friendship, and it was unbelievable. So, Courtney, if you're listening to this, which I'm going to probably make you because I'm going to tell you that I talked about you. <laughs> Um, that was, yeah, I'd probably go back and relive that because uh, it was such a sweet and pure moment. Oh my gosh. But all right, guys, thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Aaron, for being on here (laughs) and talking about slowing down because, you know, it is kind of a hard topic because we all know that we don't slow down, especially in our twenties. So just think of the wise words of, I don't know who it was, gas pedal, gas pedal. Wiggle like Sage. that. Never Sage. Oh, Sage. 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 Wise words. Don't gas pedal. Slow down. Just grab the wall. <laughs> Just grab the wall. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I will see you later.